0: 20% of businesses fail in their first year, about 50% by the fifth year, and by the time we've reached the 10th year, a full 70% of businesses fail. But what if you had a formula? What if you had a secret to becoming a success story? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the What's My Story podcast, the show where we talk about how people go from there to here. Pivotal moments in their lives where they have been able to just walk through uh situations and and navigate their way to success. And I figure that by hearing some of these stories, you'll be inspired. You'll be motivated to move to your own space and move to your place of success as well. So, Today, we're going to have a special guest share a little bit more about how they've navigated through some of the most challenging spaces to become the number one expert in the United States. But before we get to our guest today, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Number one, if you have any thoughts, any ideas, any other guests, people that you want to see on the show, if you just want to know a little bit more about what we got going on, go ahead, text me 410 410- I also wanna tell you about something else. We have something coming up that's really going to help you take your story from where it is right now and then move it into a place where you can transform the lives and the lives of others and also your business. And that is gonna be called the Magnify Your Message Experience. Before we jump into how you can get Uh, be a part of that. I just want to play a clip from one of my partners that's involved in the event.
1: Is it okay to tell my story? There is something about people that are entrepreneurs that they have this fire, this drive. They have overcome some pretty big stuff in their lives or they are just passionately dedicated to a cause, to changing something, to building something better. And so sometimes it requires some extra intention to really figure out how you tell your story in a way that honors you, honors Mm -hmm. your experience and honors anyone in your life that you need to, you have some kind of protection over.
0: You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss the magnify your message experience. So if you want to get more information about that, head on over to magnifyyourmessage.live forward slash info. That's magnifyyourmessage.live dot live forward slash info join myself shannon bussey aurora gregory as we share with you how to take your story from undiscovered to visible (laughs) all right so we're doing this great episode today and i hope that you're not driving in your car and watching this are you driving hopefully you're not Listen, if you want to get the audio version of this podcast, we release this every Thursday at 7 a.m. The audio version of our podcast is released so that you can get the same audio goodness that you got here on Monday. All right, good. Let's get into the episode today. I'm excited. I'm excited because I've been following this lady for years. My goodness. She is America's number one small business expert. She is the host of the longest running live chat on Twitter for small business owners. That's hashtag, oh yeah, hashtag small biz chat. Forbes says that she's the number one woman for entrepreneurs to follow. She's also a former New York Times columnist. She's an Entrepreneur Magazine contributor. She's a best-selling author. She is my guest, Melinda Emerson. How are you doing today? Good to see you.
1: Oh, gosh, I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be here with you, Robert. Yeah, it's fantastic to
0: get you on the show. I'm so ready to dig into your experience, your background, your story as how you became the small biz lady in the first place. But tell us what's what's happening right now, right at this moment that everybody that you're excited about. What are you excited about right now?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm excited about my brand new book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, revised and expanded. You know, that book has been... In print for eleven years, but in the middle of the pandemic, Simon and Schuster reached out and they said, "Hey, all these small businesses are struggling through this pandemic. Do you have something new to add to help people with their digital pivot?" And I said, "Oh, I definitely do." Yeah. So I was so excited to have the opportunity to update my um, best-selling book, "Become Your Own Boss in Twelve Months," for the third time. Wow. And um, if the, for those of you that have been following me for years, this is not. The first book that you read, <laughs> as I have learned and grown over the last 22 years in business, this bi- this book has been um, updated and revised. And you know, so much stuff about marketing is so complicated now. Yeah. And so, one of the things that that we have been doing is really helping people understand that we're in a customer centric economy. Helping people understand. How to sell online, helping people understand how to develop a sales process, how to become a social media brand, like all of these things that you have to understand and know. Um, And we also have updated um, some perennial favorites in the book. So originally it was 10 things you must never forget in business. Now it's 15 and it's 15 (laughs) new things yeah new things i have for you so um you know i'm really really excited about you know sharing with people this new tool that will not only help them make that transition if they're part of the great resignation and they just recently pieced out their job i got i got a roadmap for that but if you are an existing business that is still working on that digital pivot i got what you need in in this in this book so i broke it down for you so that you know i can make it even easier
0: Love it, love it, love it. So uh, isn't it amazing when you just have Simon and Schuster able just to call you up and say, hey, dude, <laughs> I need some more
1: stuff. Yeah, well, you know, it took a long time to get here, Robert. You know, they didn't treat me like that with the first book. But (laughs) I will tell you that it's a blessing to have, you know, a nonfiction business book that's still in print after 11 years, that's in print in multiple languages around the world that sold over 100,000 copies. No, it is truly, truly a blessing because it was literally an idea that I had when I was on bed rest with my son back in 2006. And I started taking all these notes about all of the hard learned lessons that I had learned in my business. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing down the lessons I knew other people had learned that that were just in my circle. And eventually that became, you know, become your own boss in 12 months. But it wasn't the story doesn't just stop there. Because when I originally wrote the book, and turned it into the publisher in 2008, Mm-hmm. The market crashed 14 days later, right? So people's 401ks became one ks You remember that? So yeah. The first, <laughs> the first recession. So my publisher at the time actually shelved my book for 18 wow. months. My wow. book did not come out. So I'm sitting here thinking I'm about to go on this national book tour. I'm about to become America's number one small business expert. And they were like, er, no, not so fast. That's not what happened. So literally I was talking to a colleague, in the National Speakers Association who said to me, look, Melinda, if I were you, I would get you a publicist and start publicizing that book like it was coming out anyway. And I was like, really, because it just it just everything about it felt terrible at that time. You know, I was just like, I worked so hard and then these people just shelved my book. All these people lose their job. They didn't think anybody wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like, no, no, we should bring it out. They were like, no, 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 we know better than you. So. Yeah. Literally, um, I hired this woman and she knew as much as you could know about social media in 2008, right? Twitter was one years old. And right. he said, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out on Twitter and build your author platform. And I remember saying to her, what is Twitter? <laughs> Literally, I didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. Uh, and she said, Don't worry, I'll show you how to use Twitter. Uh, you know, we'll use my account and you know, I'll teach you it'll be fine. And then Lo and behold, I got on Twitter, and then I couldn't get my name, Melinda Emerson, when I first got to Twitter. And so then I had to come up with a nickname. And so I was like, a nickname? Like, I never had a nickname. I've only ever been called Melinda. And she said, no, 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 we got to come up with a name that tells people who you are and what you do. And so that was the day that I became the small biz lady, which we now know is the best branding thing that ever happened to me.
0: Wow. So let's back up for a second here. So you you talked about this book and you talked about bed rest. And I Mm want to go back for a second because a lot of times we have stuff going on in our lives, right? We have these goals, we have these plans, and there's something that causes it to stop. Yeah. And that stop is what kind of detours us in in some way so what what, was that the situation for you what did you have going on before this bed rest now forced you to pull these ideas or these thoughts together
1: well i was your typical small business workaholic you know i mean i had a good business i my first the career was actually as a video producer. I was a television producer for the ABC and NBC stations wow. here okay. in Philadelphia. And I worked for the NBC station in Pittsburgh in my hometown. And so Transitioning out of that, I started a video production company Mm -hmm. and at one point had the largest female-owned video production company in Philadelphia. Like Philly has a little mini Inc. 5000, and so like we had the Philly 100. We were number 29 on the Philadelphia 100. My husband was able to quit his full-time job and join the business full-time, had nine or 10 employees, offices in downtown, another 10 freelancers that we used on a regular basis. I mean, we were rolling. We were doing really well. And then I got pregnant with my son, and what? And I ended up at 32 years old with a high risk pregnancy on bed rest. And wow. let me tell everybody this: Wi Fi was not in everybody's house in 2006. <laughs> so literally, all I had was a like a Palm Three cell phone, you know, trying to run my whole life, which you guys can imagine, it didn't run so well but i also realized at that time that i had made the number one mistake that a small business owner can make in business and that is i built a business that couldn't run without me i built a business that had no backup systems nobody was really worrying about how my business made money other than me so then when i got pulled out of the business we almost lost my business the year that I was pregnant with my son.
0: Wow, so I wanna go a little bit further in that, but I'm glad you said that because that really relates right to our sponsor for today. Give us a second. Hey, do you need time to focus on the income generating activities that grow your business? If so, My Office Professionals is the only agency you should consider. As an optimum business support agency, we provide virtual administrative support, online group coaching technology training graphic design and web design services through our vendor partnerships we also help you build relationships using send out cards and we offer smart simple legal coverage through legal shield contact my office professionals today and start growing your business tomorrow visit www.myofficeprofessionals.com thank you so much for sharing that with us, Teresa Robertson and myofficeprofessionals.com. If you're a small business owner, which we know you are because that's who listens to our show, right? So if you're a small business owner and you don't want to make the mistake that Melinda just spoke about, you know that you need some other hands. You know that you need some other buckets and some other people to help you. Make sure that you connect with my office professionals by heading on over to myofficeprofessionals.com. They'll do you right. Tell them RK3 sent you. All right. So Melinda, let's get back to your story here. So you make this mistake, you pull out of your business and your business kind of suffers a little bit. I'll be nice. I'll say it suffered a little bit. What happens next? What do you do next?
1: Oh Well, uh, the next thing I, you know, once my son was born in December of that year, Mm -hmm. I went back to the office and I laid off everybody. I said, look, I'm I'm not going to struggle to keep this business going. And you guys aren't even checking my email. You guys aren't even making sure that like the business is still running. So at that point I told my now ex-husband that he had to go back into corporate America and get a job. And I laid off my, everyone on my staff and we shut the office. And I said, you got to find me an office out in the suburbs, closer to the house, you know, because at that point I knew that I had to completely regroup and reinvent my business. But the blessing was one, that I had had finally time to rest, time to actually think. I mean, I had woke up every day for the last seven, eight years before this on go. Like, yeah, just on go. Like, like no time to, to think, um, you know, really even be strategic because it was always about figuring out the next dollar, the next dollar. And so what I know now is that you have to give yourself time to work on your business and not just in your business. Yeah, because you have to think about what is your customer going to need three to five years from now versus what do they need right now? And so you you can't think about that stuff if you're always just myopically looking at the piece of business that you got in front of you. You wow. have always got to be working on your sales systems and keeping your pipeline filled and figuring out what's the next hit, what's the next book, what's the next webinar, what's the next program, what are you doing? you know how are you going to serve in a unique and different way that serves you that gives you joy but yeah. also serves your audience cuz i think sometimes we get caught up as small business owners we do things for money cuz we need cash flow <laughs> and and i think, yep. and I think it, you have to get to a certain point in your business where you can turn down business that doesn't feed your soul yeah but if you don't have good sales processes and sales systems in your business you're going to always be chasing a check then that's a promise. And so I think one of the things that I did in the middle of the pandemic, in addition to writing this book, is I created something called Small Biz Lady University. So I actually built courses to teach the stuff that's in my book, because I wanted to give people an opportunity, not just to think about how to sell and market online, but I was going to teach you How to sell and market online i didn't want to just talk to people about email marketing i created a course called the ultimate guide to email marketing and these are six week courses that walk you through what to do i'm not talking about it i'm showing you how to do it and then i also have a course on social media selling that we're really helping people because social media has become the number one sales channel so you do have to know it's not about just posting selfies folks right it's about really figuring out how you can serve and become an asset to the community, because once you become a trusted asset to the community, then you can turn those relationships into commerce. But if you try premature selling, guess what? Nobody wants to be sold to. Mm. So
0: you you start this show, Small Biz Chat, on, or this chat on Twitter. And so now you're becoming known as this small business small biz lady right um mm-hmm. i think one of the one of the questions that i get and one of the questions one of the things that a lot of small business owners fear is do people get tired of seeing you because you're all over the place or and they're like i don't want to be seen that much how do i get past that whole thing of saturation and and everybody seeing me all the time
1: listen unless you're a celebrity on tv and being interviewed every other week there's no such thing as saturation because right. all of your followers are never on any one platform at one time that's why it's perfectly okay to repurpose content on multiple platforms because you don't know how somebody's going to receive it it also may make sense for you to repurpose content in different formats So you and I are are doing a video, and audio interview right now. You could repurpose this as a podcast. You could do a transcript and make it into a blog post, right? Because some people like to read, some people like to listen, some people like to watch. So you want to make sure that whatever content you're creating, that people have multiple ways to absorb the information. So there's no such thing as oversaturation. I think what you don't want to do is share the exact same link at the exact same time on every platform, you probably don't (laughs) want to do that. um, But you definitely can spread the same link out over days on multiple platforms for sure.
0: Yeah. So what was it that gave you the clue that this this whole small biz chat thing was was working? What 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 was the point where you said, you know what, let me keep doing this thing?
1: Well, so first of all, I started small biz chat early in the days of Twitter. So, when I started small biz chat, there might have been four or five other chats. Like that, that's how early in the game I was. As a matter of fact, there was another small business chat. um, But, and I went to them and and offered to be a partner with them, and they told me to kick rocks. They didn't need me. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. No problem. (laughs) So, I started small biz chat. I trademarked small business chat, right? Theirs was SB chat and mine was small business chat. And within six weeks, we blew past them, destroyed wow. them. Because what they didn't realize was that, A, I was a television producer. So mm-hmm. my show was produced in a very orderly and organized way. Right. And I, and I had, you know, a standard format, I had a set day and time, you know, and so these things, it made it like, you know, what they used to call it must see TV, like it made it something that people looked forward to. Right. The other thing too, is it was a way that I built, built my brand because what I always wanted, when I first got on the Twitter, there were three things that I did. I shared a helpful article because back then I didn't even have a blog and then the second thing i did was i would share something personal about myself so of course i had a baby so i would say something like you know had to act like an ape to get jojo to eat a banana this morning you know something something just to get people to to get to know me and then the third thing i did was i answered somebody's small business question every day but when i created small biz chat i created a way for people with questions to find me wow And that was the best, best thing I could have done because it just took on a life of its own. But I have to say, we did small biz chat on Twitter for 10 and a half years. And then about a year and a half ago, we transitioned it from Twitter to video. And now it is a podcast. It is not, which we do also stream on Twitter as well. But we, um, it is not a live tweet chat in the sense of tweet chats. Um, Wow. Like it used to be, but I did it for ten and a half years, live every time. Wednesday night. Wow. Every Wednesday night, and so the thing that I always tell small business owners is, you know, there are three things that you can control: you can control your attitude, you can control your behavior, and you can control your commitment. And so, right. what you have to understand is that I was building a brand. Nobody had ever heard of the small business lady or Melinda Emerson, so. I had to work really hard to build my brand so that I would get critical mass and then draw the attention of corporate brands, which has been our business model really since 2010. Um, But it took me 22 months. Wow. Of blogging, tweeting, answering people's questions every day before social media made a dime for me.
0: So did you just luck out? I mean, I think one of the things that that people wonder is, okay, yeah, Melinda hopped on Twitter and she she did this chat every week and now she's the number one small biz person in the United States. Can I just hop on Twitter or do I just have to have a lucky break and figure out what the next trend is? How, how did you do that?
1: First of all, <laughs> there's no such thing as luck. And somehow the harder I work, the more lucky I am. But I think that when it comes to this, I think what made me stand out was just relentless consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, once I started blogging, I have never stopped. Once I started doing small biz chat, I didn't stop. I did it for 10 and a half years and then I transitioned and I still do it. I still release a podcast every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. right? My newsletter still comes out every Wednesday. So I think, and, and then if you think about Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping and where he yeah. talks about 10,000 hours to get to mastery, right? Yeah. So I've written over 5,000 articles about how to start and grow a successful small business. Wow. 5,000 published on my blog, succeedisyourownboss.com. And wow. so for that, you know, you could be me when you grow up, right? You could do it. I mean, but you really have to have a plan for, you know, your content strategy and you really have to know the customer you're serving and make sure that you understand what that customer needs. I know who my customer is. I know where they live. I know what their struggles are. I know what their fears are. I know what their aspirations are. And I give them the content they want every single week online.
0: Wow. So, for those people who were not blown away by the 5000, right? Let's just say that those were 500 words per article. Let me give you all that number. That is
1: 2,500,000 words over the course of a few years? Oh no, I've been publishing on my blog since 09. Still That's
0: like that's that's less just a little bit less than twelve years. And I don't and I don't
1: write anything less than fifteen hundred words. By the way, my goodness! So multiply that by three. Yeah, it's more than that. Um, Over the years, it it was five hundred, then it was seven fifty, then it got to be a thousand, and the last two years we haven't published anything under fifteen hundred. Wow! And the reason why I do that is because when I write a blog post. I try to be the last word on the subject. Like when I wow. write it, I I write it so that it's googleable. Wow. I don't do lists of 10. I do lists of 25, 30. Wow. Wow. Because I want mine to be the article of record on the subject. Very very strategically. Wow. Because for me, organic search traffic from our library of content drive 62 percent of the traffic to my website wow so so this content game is a long tail game but if you play it right if you know what the rules of engagement are Mm -hmm. you can win but it but it is it's relentless i mean it's luckily i wanted to be a writer since i was in eighth grade so writing is like my magical power i have many but one of my spheres of genius is developing content. I, I consider myself a master content developer. I
0: love it. I love it. I, I I really want people to sit with that point for just a second here, because uh, a lot of people, you're you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, you're on all these platforms, and they make it seem like success is this overnight thing. It's it's like this magic thing. You Aladdin's lamp. You rub it and you blow on it. And there you go. And you, you you got it. I can be like, Melinda, tomorrow night, if I just host a tweet chat and I host a podcast, <laughs> I want everybody to yeah. understand that yeah, it's no. dedication and commitment <laughs> for this.
1: Well, and you also have to have an expertise and a point yeah. of view about something, right? Like yeah. you, there, there's a reason why people come to me for small business advice. Because that's what I do. I live and breathe that. I can go into any small business in America, be there an hour and diagnose the problem. Wow. Because that's how much I know about what it takes to be successful. And there's like a couple of questions we can go through that I could, if if they can't answer them, it'll be real clear what the problem is. You know, most people's fear of math is like the reason why they don't know what's going on in their business. Uh or like financially, or they only call an accountant at tax time. Like you don't have an account, you got to tax prepare, right? So you really have to understand how much profit is in every sale. You have to have a organized sales process, a pipeline. You've got to be doing, you know, you have to understand sales funnels and brand awareness, consideration, purchase. But guess what's more important than all of that retention? Retention is important, why? Because an existing customer is 60 to 70% more likely to do business with you than a new customer, a new lead. A new lead is only 5 to 20% likely to close.
0: Wow, wow. So Melinda, I, I know you've got some things going on and we're about to land the plane here. Take us into, you mentioned Small Biz Lady University before, share with us what it is that you're offering for us and where people can connect with you online. We we already know Twitter, but where else can we people get connected with you?
1: Well, I am the small biz lady on every platform except for LinkedIn. LinkedIn, they let me use my government name, Melinda Emerson, and certainly on TikTok, I am the small biz lady. But if you want more information about our courses and what we're offering, just head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. All of the six-week courses that I talked about are being offered right now for $9.97 apiece. And trust me, after the new year, that price is going up. So you better grab them now while you can So that you can get these really important skills, because I want you to win in fourth quarter. I want you to win this holiday.
0: Awesome. Melinda, hang out of the green room just for a few moments while we wrap here. Listen, I don't know if you heard that or if you got that, but success is a long-term game. Success is the long game. A lot of people, a lot of us feel like if things don't happen right away for us or overnight, then we're on the path to failure. But guess what? Even if failure takes place, that's just a part of your journey. Sometimes, as in Melinda's case, you might be busy. You might be doing certain things, and it calls for taking a complete stop. Bed rest, in some cases, for you to recognize and for you to fully take advantage of the path towards your future and to your success. I don't know what your story is, but I want to share with you that it's worth telling. I don't know where you are or what your situation is. But I want to encourage you to figure out your next step, figure out your gifts, figure out your talents, figure out the things that make you you figure out the things that you love that drive you and then lean into those and commit to the long game so that your story can be on stages. Hey, y'all, remember, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'll see you all next time on the What's My Story podcast. Peace. story